did they send me crap when I asked for good films? What the fuck? I think I've got. I think I made. You've gone to some place new. I don't think I've gone to some place new. It's a place that I don't go that often. Making up silly theme songs. Did you based... like drink before this? No. Are you positive? I, I haven't actually I have had, had you under visual surveillance. I have had water today. Is the only no? I had water. I had a coffee this morning, and I had an orange juice at breakfast. So. So this is you're just high on life then. I'm just high on sitting in my own room and doing this and not having to, like, worry about driving in the snow. Uh-huh. Which probably won't affect me, but can't be too safe. In any case, the delve this week is They Were Eleven. Directed by Satoshi Dezaki and based on a manga by one of the really big names of uh, shoujo manga and maybe the mother of boys love, depending on who you talk to, Moto Hagio. Okay, uh, this was your suggestion, yes, correct? Yes, I added this to the list, I think the first day you were actually making the list. So why don't you give us the the plot synopsis of They Were Eleven. Okay, so at the most basic level, you have a, a nice space opera story about these ten individuals who are all trying to join the elite space academy. And they pass you know, rigorous rounds of rounds of tests. I think they, you know, say like seven or eight rounds before this. And, you know, the first round, a tenth of a percent get in. And the second round, another, like, 2.5% pass that round. And, you know, they're at the, the last test. This, is, this film is the last test. And what happens is that when these ten individuals get on the ship that will be their test... They see there's an eleventh individual on the ship, and that's sort of our setup for the story. Um, but from there, they start to encounter problems. And I mean, the big the big one is that the ship has these vines that, when they hit a certain temperature, they start producing a toxic compound, and that's really the main conflict. With occasional going back to this fear of who is the 11th individual and what are they doing here. And I, I think within this framework, they do a good job of telling uh, occasionally a claustrophobic story, but a really a good school story of these people going through this training a little bit is really what I think where this film stands out. It was, by no means in my brain, a brilliant movie. It was... Somewhat entertaining, though. I mean, I, I put this not not in the, the grand pantheon of, of great sci-fi films, but this is definitely one of those that there are no major flaws that, that, that damage it for me, and it does enough interesting things that work. Let's see. What damaged it for me? Um, I will skip all the really, really nitty-picky things that came upon me, because they were really nitty-picky. Oh, you got to say those. those are, that's how we get fun conversations. No, I, I had I, I was kind of like nitpicking their intro where they're like schooling past all the, and then we had nation planets, and then there was lots of war, but we all got over that, and it's just like really. Um, but my my big problem actually came at the the end, so maybe we should talk about the rest before we jump to that. Okay. I thought the music was what what there was of it was not bad. I, I like the music. It does have a good... It does a really interesting, good sci-fi setting with both some very orchestral pieces. The... Yeah. But it's... Uh, the... 
Go ahead. But especially the beginning has that, like, a very 80s electronica synth pop kind of sound to it almost. Definitely, definitely. Which I, um, I enjoy, it's not for, you know, a little bit here and there. It, it, it dates itself. But oh, the film, the film is so dated in a lot of it, ways. It, it dates itself in a lot of ways. The animation was was dated. The animation was good, but it was... How do I put this? Clichéd? Yeah. I, I mean, I, my, my biggest problem is I think that this is not a good master that this DVD is based on. Mm. Which is kind of sad, because you know, I would definitely pick... If there's like a nice remaster of this film, I, w- I would pick it up. And what, why... Why is there always, like, some sort of southern-accented person? Hmm? Why is there always someone in the voice cast of these movies that has a southern accent? Oh, you're talking about the dub? Yeah. Um, in a lot of cases, I'm, I'm going to look up where this was, like, what this, if this was dubbed in England or in America, because that could answer that question rapidly. But a lot of times, if it was done in England, if they wanted a character with an American accent, they go to a southern, uh... Accent, but also in, in Japan there is the Osaka accent, which sort of is supposed to be a rough, gruff accent, and it's either done as a southern accent or as a Brooklyn accent in dubs. To okay, well that makes sense because that they, that character in particular had a very Texan thing going yeah. on. Well, I think it was done in California because anime animes did the dub, and I, I didn't. Well, I watched a little bit of it, but I wasn't too impressed with what I saw. Did you not watch the dub piece? I, I rarely, rarely watch the dub. Oh, well, that was what was offered to me. Oh, they, oh any, any, any file I send you has both tracks. I, I watched the dubbed piece, which was fine. The, the voice acting was expected. It's, yeah, it's, it, I mean, we're talking about something dubbed in, like, the mid-90s. So this is before they really, like, the, the real professionality of dubbing had gotten good. I mean, the, of all the studios, anime is the one that I think is... Is good, especially with their stuff done early two thousands, mid two thousands. So like uh, Ghost in the Shell, the TV show, and Cowboy Bebop has fantastic, fantastic dub. Hmm. But they're like the I think, ones who think it's good. I think the reason I'm being hard on this movie is mostly because I kind of when it when we see it on the delve, I judge it by a higher standard. Like the standard by which I d- judge it means that you know stuff that we are watching or that's been suggested. Should live in the annals of science fiction. Annals. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> annals of science fiction. And this just doesn't stand up to that in my mind. It's a good movie. It's fine. I, I, I think it's... it. The only Again, the only time you see this listed is in a specifically anime science fiction list. And this does... I mean, I, I would not probably put this in a top 50 of general sci-fi. I really wouldn't. But it is one like, that I, I really enjoy. I think it's... It does, for me, it's a unique enough piece that I think it's, it's worth seeing. Especially if you're a sci-fi fan, and doubly so if you're like a space opera guy. Or a space opera person. No, I, there's I, such slim pickings with space opera, I feel. That's very true. Very, very true. Especially in um, either animated or feature film. In, in general, I mean, you get maybe like one great thing every like 25 years well i think that's one of the reasons that saga is so popular in the yeah. comic field oh I, I totally agree like saga if, if saga had come out say in like 1981 it probably would have been drowned out by all the other space opera at the time no matter oh, how yeah. good its quality is 
But I don't. Then again, I don't think that half the shit that they do in Saga would have been allowed in 1981. No, it's definitely this is not the Saga podcast. We need to, we need to do a Saga podcast though. Fair enough. Um, all right. So my big problem was with. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the character. I can't pronounce that to save my life. Frol Berichiri. Frol. There you go. Frol. Um, who you discover was is a, a hermaphrodite who gets to choose her. It's gender later on, mm-hmm. their gender, and I guess I just felt like they kind of copped out in favor of romance. Yeah, that that is, I I had that same problem, and I think they could have done a lot if because I don't know how like, I know this monk. I've never read it. Um, it's been out of print for a long time here, and like I wonder if it was one of those. Oh, your series is done. Yeah, you don't have anyone to continue because I think they do an interesting look at gender relations. With, her, with the basic concept of, you know, you're raised to presumably always be a female because most of your planet becomes female. and But, you know, a certain percentage get to become male. But just a point of interest, that's their own fault. Yes. Oh, because yeah, no, they're choosing who gets to be male and female. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. It's, it's, the, the sociology of that planet is probably fascinating beyond belief because of how, you know, how they've chosen to skew their gender ratio. And, you know, yeah, I see that. And, like, you know, they're like, you know, you have to earn the right to, to be a man. And, you know, they, I was willing to accept a lot of things from just, a, you know, looking at it from a sociological standpoint. And, but the character throughout the entire movie, once they figure out what's going on with her, is just like, I want to be a boy. I'm going to be a boy. I want to be a boy. And then, like, one dude asks her to marry him. And, yeah. Because... Because she didn't think she was going to be able to be a boy, and she's like, yeah. And then she's just like, you know, now that I can choose, I'm going to be a girl. No, that, 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 I, I, I agree that that is a weakness of the story. To me, it kind of like, it, it, it made the whole film, it made the whole film infinitely less enjoyable. If, if that had, scene hadn't happened and they had manipulated it in some other way, I probably would have enjoyed the entire movie much more. Okay, that's Kind of sad, but okay. That's like, just yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's, it's sad that like you don't enjoy it, but that it is that damaging, and I'm sure other people have had that problem. I mean, for all I know, I mean, again, I would li- I'd like to see this manga get released here, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think it's worth watching. If for nothing else, then they make some interesting uh, storylines with these characters and the, the sociological makeup, and some of them are aliens and royalty, and yeah. It, it, Again, I, but I definitely like this film, and I feel I feel bad recommending this one because it is highly out of print. Yeah, it is. If you go on Amazon, a used copy goes like thirty five dollars. Yeah, I had went to look for it, and like before, I realized that you know I had already had a viewing copy, and I'm like, oh, this is problematic. Yeah, which I, I feel bad reviewing it in that way. Well, it's not like it's, it's – that's what the delve is kind of for. I know. I'm sure this won't be the last time this happens. So this isn't the last time I'm going to hear that voice actress, though, is it? Uh, what was – who did Frawl? Wendy Lee. Oh, no. You'll hear her again. I, that's um, sure. Cowboy Bebop, right? That's Cowboy Bebop. She's in everything. I mean, she's in so much. Well, she, doesn't, she does not – I don't think she has a southern accent. Like, that no, her, but she she played it. Yeah, she did play a southern accent. No, no. Uh, you'll, hear, you'll hear a lot of this voice cast again and in Delve, possibly, and – being a better geek, you'll definitely. I mean, we've also heard some of the other voice cast before. Um, one of my all-time like favorite voice actors is in the Japanese track, Nori Wakamoto, who we saw in Legend of Black Heroes last year. 
mm-hmm. and he was new, uh, the big lizard guy. Oh, okay. And he, he's, that was that. Thank you. You reminded me of what the other problem I had was. I, I go ahead though. We talk about new. You were saying something. Oh, I just I just like his voice actor. I think he he does a good job in the Japanese track. All right. So the other problem I had was that they go through this program. And this is basically the program where if you pass it and graduate, you get to go to the school. And if you get to go to the school, you're guaranteed to, like, just, like, move society. You're, you're going to be... You become, like, a, yeah, a high-level mover and shaker in your society. Right. Until they go with the... the before, right before the credits, and they're like, this person did this, and this person did this, and this person did this. And half of them did stuff they should have been able to do walking out of the house. Yeah. Like, oh, you run a business. Does no one else on your planet run a business now? You, you wrote a book of poetry, I see. Does no one else write on your planet? Maybe maybe that's the only thing. That, maybe, you know, poetry is such a prized possession in that society that they have to work so hard to become a poet. They should have left it out. <laughs> no, yeah, that was that was like, I, I always want to just have the Animal House music playing over that. that Thank was, you, I couldn't think of the time. That was, the, that was you know, right out of Animal House. It really was. They should have left it out. And the two main characters were, and they got married. Nothing yeah. else. They, they know. They graduated from school, too. Oh, right, know About right, their graduation. Right, right. So you, you knew that. Maybe it's like a choice they get to make. Like, you, if you want to, you can become a high, a high rank member of society. Or you can waste those years of college you went to. I guess. I mean, some dudes were great. Like, I run my planet now. Or... I'm working on the cure to save my people. Yeah. Although, one, I mean, one was already, like, guaranteed to be a king. Well, that wasn't, like, a surprise there. True. But then he, we found out that he went to marry some some other princess trick from a different planet. Yep. So they could merge their two planets and monarch, monarch monarchical rule. Rule over two? Sure. That won't cause problems later on. But apparently no one likes guns, so I guess maybe it really won't cause problems later on. Well, I mean, this is one of those, like, it's very Japanese in a lot of ways. Like, the whole gender thing, that is so, like, that's such a common recurrence of, like, gender ambiguity in shoujo manga. I'm glad they mentioned something about that, though, because they do this shower scene, and I'm just like, is this one of those things where they're editing things again? Or And then they're like, ah, oh, and I'm like, okay, now I know exactly what's going on. Well, you, or, well, yeah. This, I mean, the, or at least I know I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, you know what the you know what the characters now know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there that is a problem with Japanese entertainment is that there is like major censorship rules that are in their constitution. Sure. That Douglas MacArthur wrote. <laughs> well, they had such a great chance. I guess it was my end problem. They had such a great chance to really work with the dynamics of gender and relationships, and they went no, nah, those two. They'll live happily ever after, boy and girl. Yeah, I mean, if I ever get to meet the mangaka, I would love to ask her, like, if this story could continue, or you had more time and weren't cut off. Like, I don't know, I don't know the dynamics of what happened there, but maybe you know, maybe she's been cut off in her storytelling time. And like, would that have been the ending? Like, without the ending you intended to have, have her go off, you know, have him get married. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all I know, that could have been. Like, that could have been. I wanted to write a romance story. Right. But on the other side of the things, on the on the science fiction side of things, I was well pleased. This is yeah, it's a, it's a super solid space opera. You know, you you had a good scenario, kind of like a locked in a box scenario. You had decent characters. There was reasons for them to have drama. There was some fun science, like 
breaking out of orbit and moving closer to the sun, space viruses. Yeah. You know, there 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 were good sci-fi elements that I did enjoy, but like I said, the the choices they made in their um their gender opportunities were problematic. Wasted. Yes. Definitely wasted is a good word. Yeah, I mean, so I, I half recommend it. And considering that it's so hard to, to find it, I more like a third recommend it. I mean, I feel like with the way the anime publishing industry is here right now, we may see it get picked up soon, just because there's been a lot of recent publications of sort of out-of-print things that have a popularity. So, you know, if this does get a, you know, a relicense... I would definitely recommend at least checking this out. Absolutely. If you know, if it's easy, it becomes easy to get, check it out. I have one question for you, though, Vincenzo. Yes. Have you ever seen a bootleg of the theatrical stage adaptation in 2004? Um, I have not. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, I really don't follow the, the Takarazuka and the stage, the stage shows in Japan. Like, I know a lot of them exist, but I've never really looked into that too much. I feel like it would have no choice but to be hilarious. I mean, if I'm going to go for a stage show from Japan based on an anime, I'm going to go for Legend of Galactic Heroes stage shows. Is like, there one? There's like four or five now. Oh, nice. There's like a new one every year, I think. But, uh, yeah. We should definitely go into more stuff about shoujo. I'm sorry. Sort of like I'm Japanese re- culture stuff at some point. I, I'm curious about it. I'm also reading Twitter feeds from from your father, apparently. You have thin walls in your location. I think it's loud. You are definitely loud. And for those of you who are listening in this episode, um, I apologize for any coughing on my house. I live in the house of the plague this week. You're just going to hear coughing. I haven't heard any. Well, then I don't know what's wrong with you. In any case, um, do you have any final thoughts on They Were Eleven? Uh, my final thoughts are if you have the desire to see a sci-fi film and if, and if you have the ability to check this one out because it's hard to find see watch it at a convention like if it if there's like a blocking your schedule and you see this is there definitely see this because you don't know when you'll see this again yeah uh, fair enough yeah and but it's, it's definitely one of those ones that comes up often enough in discussions that I think it's definitely worth seeing and um I've apparently been in the wrong discussions what with anime discussions I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm not in that many anime discussions. You don't watch that much anime. I mean, it's again. This is a, this is a film that was popular in the old days when you could really only see things like this at conventions. And it, I mean, the DVD release is, is thirty five dollars, and that says how long it's been out of print on, on some level. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry, thirty five dollars used, and that's you know that's how long it's been out of print. So yeah, it's it's, a, it's an older piece, which kind of starts. Hard to, hard to get a hold of. So, but I, I definitely recommend it, especially yeah. if you're looking for a space opera. As you have already, and want a, um, and want a one shot story. I don't want you don't want a big, massive universe. I would concur that it's worth checking out if you find it easy to do so. It's not worth paying someone thirty five dollars to grab it, though. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, in the meantime. What is our next Delve project? Our next film is a classic sci-fi film from producer George Powell, known as Destination Moon, from the year 1950. Something else I've never heard of. Destination Moon, the 1950. Ooh, I like the movie poster. It's it, Oh, that's a, that's a heavy good movie poster. I want that on my wall. 
<laughs> All right, produced by George Powell, based on the rocket ship Galileo by Robert A. Heinlein. Oh, that can be interesting. Or crazy. Or crazy. All right, so is this something that you put on the list? This is something not- that I found on other lists, like while building it up. All right, so this is just some random internet suggestion from a yeah. best of sci-fi list. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely, I mean, it's George Powell's. Like, he's one of those big names of science fiction. All right, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm interested to see what, what what comes out of this. So next time we'll be here with the Delve with Destination Moon. See you then. <laughs>